Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, MJ Wu-A-U, with Scott. What's up? And my boy, Steve-O. Hey, guys. Who is back from the dead, and he's ready to give some awesome commentary, comments, and everything. Um, our icebreaker... Uh, for the week is our favorite sport outside of football. What we we watch things outside of football? Of course we do. We're we're, no. we're people. We're, <laughs> we're we're human. So of course, one of my favorite sports outside of football is soccer. I absolutely love the game of soccer uh, or football. Uh, if you're from across the pond, but it's one of these sports I played all the time as a child, and I just love every aspect as well as actual football and American football. Uh, Steven, what you got? Soccer definitely on the short list for me. I'm going to go with tennis, uh, oh. primarily as a sport that I play casually uh, as a hobby. It's actually been quite a while, but it is, like I said, the one sport that I would or do actually play in person. And I just love it. It's great exercise, you know, different levels of competition, obviously, depending on who you play with, but it's definitely a, a a sport that you can play with a lot of different friends and um do i do enjoy watching on tv as well mm-hmm. Wimbledon's great the other big opens are uh, are fun to watch as well but uh but yeah i don't know it's just a, it's just a fun compelling sport that i feel like has always been a little underrated but it's one of those if you uh if you play i think you appreciate it a little more all right great how about you scott yeah for me it's baseball I've always loved baseball. Uh, I've always been a huge Braves fan. Uh, back in the playoffs again this year, unfortunately, we lost today to the Phillies, but uh, I think we'll turn it around. It's a best of five. Um, for me, played a lot of competitive baseball growing up. That eventually turned into competitive softball. Um, up until as recent as last year, I played competitive softball. Uh, it's it's hard to get a pickup game of 9v9 baseball, but if I ever find one, uh, I'm hopping in and playing. Love me some baseball. Okay, sick. Well, I'm glad we actually got a wide variety of sports here. Not all the same one, right? But we'll go ahead and shift into our week five recap. And once again, what an up and down week of football. Um, Mm -hmm. We started on Thursday, of course. Thursday Night Football with the Colts versus the Broncos in what was a very painful painful game maybe the worst game i've ever watched it's uh, it's up there yeah i i will actually have to agree with you steven it was it was really painful to watch it, i apologize to everybody who had to sit through that and watch that <laughs> game um but that came with the uh indianapolis colts coming out with a w um and i guess what summarizes this season for denver is i guess even before overtime started when a multitude of fans just started actually leaving the stands and leaving the stadium. So goodness me, of course we followed it up with green Bay versus the giants over the pond over in London, right? With London. The, eh? Yeah. The giants uh, pulling off a fourth quarter comeback, um, leaving green Bay in the dust. Really shocking. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they're four and one right now. I was gonna say, do we think the giants are, are a real team? Like, Are they legit? I mean, absolutely every... not. Oh. Uh, if you look at their matchups they've had so far, 
besides the Packers, they've they've been not great teams. Uh, and the one game they lost was to the Cowboys, who do look good even with a backup quarterback. Uh, I will say, I was on the Pacific Coast, uh, and it is rough trying to get up to watch a London game because it starts at six thirty a.m. I ended up just not watching the entire game. I don't but, blame uh, you. Yeah, that's that's rough. So if you're Pacific Coast, <laughs> uh, sorry about the London games. You got to go early to set your lineup. I mean, no sympathy because that's the only time that Eastern really has the advantage as far as watching games because I'm over here staying up till 1130 at night for the Sunday, Monday night game. So little sympathy for those. Didn't you have Camara set when he was out? Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so but been too late there. Yeah, East hey, yeah. I slept in a little, little late, but uh, hey, no mercy. No mercy though. <laughs> no mercy. Hey, I think we can all agree that central time is the best time. Central time is the best time. Followed closely uh, by Mountain Time. Mountain Time is pretty solid too. Of course, following that was the Buffalo and Pittsburgh game, which Josh, young Josh Allen, and of course Gabriel Davis, who had those bomb catches. But Josh Allen was on pace for 700, 700 passing yards and eight passing touchdowns if they would have carried that momentum onto that second half, which is crazy. I mean, he still ended up with over 40, 40 fantasy points for everybody. And I mean, the Buffalo defense just swallowed up Pittsburgh. Raise your hand if you had Gabe Davis on your bench in two leagues, and I still won both matchups. But I started yeah, him in both leagues and smashed both. <laughs> yeah, so I I probably would have put up like 170 in both leagues had I started Gabe Davis, but it was lucky enough that my other players showed up this week. Mm-hmm. Do you guys feel comfortable plugging him in each week going forward, or is it going to be a question? question yeah it's a question he's a pretty solid boomer bust player like we were talking about earlier steven um if you've got no other options i i feel comfortable playing him as your wide receiver too but uh hopefully he's not your primary wide receiver too um of course then i had to personally weather a record day for austin eckler as part of the chargers jeez uh I mean, just fantasy. I mean, this is just like Madden scoring, right? 173 yards on 16 carries, one touchdown, along of a 71 where he was chased down. But uh, he also got four for 26 for a TD as well. Uh, and I mean, what a competitive game, actually. I wasn't really expecting such a competitive game. Nick Chubb, wow. Yeah, actually, I was part. I faced a team with Eckler and Nick Chubb. and <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, big ouchies. A, a pretty good finish to that game. Uh, Bears-Vikings. Uh, the Vikings survived a late push by the Bears. I mean, it actually would have been tied had uh, a couple things went wrong for the Bears right there at the end. But that's something I've come to expect. Up next, we had the Lions Justin, and the Patriots. Say Justin oh. Jefferson had another good game. Oh, yeah. Uh, Listen, hey, I can't Great talk. game for Jefferson. Great things. It was a, what do they call him? Uh, one of the, some of the memes I was seeing on Twitter was like, one o'clock Kirk where oh yeah he's not playing anywhere near <laughs> prime, prime time. time yeah let's let's just keep him playing at uh yeah. at one o'clock eastern or, oh, or noon central too funny it, it's good for justin um we had a little bit of a reality check here for the lions um bill belichick who's known for specifically targeting uh defensively uh specific players on the opposite team and he really did a number on jared goff this week and uh, he Albeit he is still missing some weapons, right, you guys? 
but man, you expected a little bit more. I think uh, Steven, you had Jared Goff on a, one of your leagues, right? You were starting him too. I did. He, he you know, pretty much, I know, I know he gave me less than 10 points. So definitely did not help me in losing my week. Um, and of course, Amon Ron St. Brown was on a snap count. So I think he played yeah. somewhere around 25, 26 snaps. And, uh, and yeah, it showed. And, and of course, Hawkinson um, took the deep dive down after his career week last week. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I still am hopeful about the Lions going forward. Obviously, as a team, their defense is horrendous and. I think they'll be constantly playing from behind, but I, I, mm-hmm. I don't think that this week was the appropriate reflection of what the Lions offense will be going forward. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Scott, you think the same too? You, you feel like they're going to bounce back too, right? Yeah, it was just a rough game in general for them. Um, Jamal Williams filling in for Swift. I think he only got between five and six fantasy points because they were playing from behind the whole time. They just they went away from the run. Um, I, I don't see this as being normal for them. Uh, I see them being in a lot more shootouts. I think it just got way too far uh, away from them too early. Agreed. Um, and of course, Ramondre Stevenson finally picking up RB1 numbers here with, uh, well, 25 for 161. No touchdown. He had uh, two catches for 14 yards. And uh, of course, he was filling in for a uh, injured Damian Harris, who came out early in the game. So uh, really looking forward to Stevenson in these upcoming weeks. Uh, of course, this we had this bomb shootout between the Seahawks and the Saints. Uh, Gino with 268 for three TDs. Uh, I guess the story of the game actually is Taysom Hill, right? Three total touch, four total touchdowns. I forgot about his, pass, his passing touchdown. Yeah, is this a new up-and-coming quarterback that we haven't heard of before? Yeah, well, no, no, he's a, he's a tight end. Oh, oh, oh! Right, position at tight end, right? Nine, so nine carries back, for playing tight end, twelve yards, and a passing touchdown. Uh, okay, he was of course on my bench. <sighs> All right, lock it. Five for one of four, two touchdowns. Um, I'm actually pretty satisfied. I have him in our Yahoo league. Um, and if we had the Jets, actually looking pretty decent against the Dolphins, decent enough to warrant. Scott to ask me a question of whether the Jets are relevant or not. Well, what do you think, Scott? I think yes. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? No, I think there's too much competition in the AFC uh, for them to do so. The Bills are going to win their division, and I I don't see them becoming Mm. a wild card team. Uh, But as you will soon listen in the show, uh, we are going to be talking about Brees Hall a couple times. So just a couple. Stay tuned for that. I do have to comment uh, just because after that question was sent, Teddy Bridgewater was uh, called out, ruled out because of con- of concussion protocol, which all power to the NFL um, for finally implementing that. But I, from what I was hearing, Roger Goodell was actually at the game, and I mean they had to cut everything by the book, right? Most certain little breakout game though, uh, 113, one touchdown. Um, and Brees, yeah, uh, like Scott was saying, we're going to be talking a, a, a bit more about him later in this on the episode. Uh, Bucks Falcons, Brady has his weapons back. Uh, Three hundred fifty-one passing yards and one touchdown. There's a little bit of scrum, but uh, Leonard Fournette pulled in a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. 
Falcons just look rough out there. Although they did have that really bad call against them, roughing the passer call at the end there. Yeah, Brady protected uh, by the almighty referee. Yeah. Multiple, uh, multiple calls this week with roughing the passer. Yeah, multiple calls this week. How that will play out this year. Um, yeah, uh, who was it? The um, the lineman, the defensive lineman from the Chiefs uh, in his post-game press conference was talking about how uh, roughing the passer call should also be uh, something that can be replayed and overturned to to We're both protect the quarterbacks team. and to allow the defensive players to you know still be able to do their jobs. Hey man, I think every play in the NFL is reviewable. I mean, I agree, hundred percent. Challenge, yeah, you have a challenge. Ba- baseball challenge has gone that way as well. Besides balls and strikes, and I th- I think we are seasons, if not. A season away from that too because some of the balls and strikes called this year just been ridiculous. yeah ridiculous. Um, I'm, I'm all about uh you know having a human there on the field but being backed up by uh camera and replay 100 everything should be uh reviewable yeah uh next up we have the titans versus commanders uh went still putting up big numbers but in crunch time with what nine seconds left, throws that interception—a a horrible interception into, into triple coverage. I mean, he had another co- plenty of other receivers on one one on one action there. Uh, and and Ron Rivera making a comment after being asked, uh, "What was it? What, do you remember? You guys, remember what the question was? It was something along the lines: Is uh, why are the Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants doing so well in the division, and and the Commanders?" Uh, one and four, and his answer was quarterback. Quarterback, man, straight into the heart of Lance, which yeah, I, mean, was, I guess he's used not, to it by now. Yeah, <laughs> not a, good, not a good look from yeah. the coach. I mean, obviously, he was being honest and accurate, but that's not something that you want to hear from your coach. Yeah, absolutely. And um, of course, Derrick Henry, uh, continuing to get that look goal line work 102 yards, two t- uh, two TDs. Um, and Duwami Brown, I mean, two receptions, one of five yards, two touchdowns out of nowhere. I mean, it's just one of those what the heck games from that kid. Good for him. Uh, of course, we had the Texans versus Jaguars. Not a not a really entertaining game either. I mean, lots of turnovers, tons of punts. Damian Pierce did get uh, 99 yards and a TD right there. Um Got a little bit of spiciness with the 49ers v. Panthers, who just fired uh, their coach, Coach Rule. Mm-hmm. Um, Garoppolo good, looked good. Wilson looked great. 120 oh, yards, one TD. Um, 49ers defense with another yeah. touchdown two weeks in a row now. Um, now, I do have to tell everybody who was lucky enough to listen, uh, the 49ers ha- did have some significant injuries to their defense in that game. So they're... I mean, they are ranked number one in a lot of uh, categories, but I'd, I'd be cautious uh, streaming them in upcoming weeks. Uh, of course, Scott's boys versus the Rams, the helpless Rams, right? I mean, I think I think every game that continue, like that the Cowboys defense gets to play continues to prove how they are one of, if not the top, one of, one of the top elite defenses in the league, Scott, right? Oh, dude, the Cowboys defense looked amazing on Sunday. So full disclosure, I normally watch Red Zone on Sundays. I was traveling uh, on Sunday back from the Pacific Coast. And 
American Airlines actually did something right for a change and their live TV function was working. And I was actually able to watch the Cowboys Rams game uh, for my entire flight from Portland back to Dallas. And the Cowboys defense just looked incredible. Uh, loved every minute of that game, except for maybe the cup touchdown. But it was how many to uh, how many wins is the Cooper rush away from taking this starting job? Do you think <laughs> that's in the, the realm of possibility? That's a good question. I, don't think it's in their own possibility. I think if Dak is healthy enough to play this week, he will play. He'll be the starter. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of mistakes and a lot of struggles from Dak to fully give the job over to Cooper Rush. And I hope the Cowboys have learned a huge lesson here, and that's Dak doesn't need to do too much. And I feel like that's part of the issues that he runs into. I agree. Um, he always tries to do too much on every single play. And if he just is a game manager – the Cowboys can can beat anybody on a given day. Yeah. Uh, Rush just had 10 completions. <laughs> yeah, not, not doing a whole lot, but he's not losing games. Yeah. Make yeah. A, What's make it, a, uh, forgetting mistakes, Sarah Marshall? Right? You're doing too much? You're doing too much? Uh, you're not doing enough? Doing too much? Mm-hmm. He's trying to serve? Yeah. that's Dak needs it's to a, do that. It's a fine line. Fine line, gentlemen. Um, so congratulations, Scott, on your 4-1 Cowboys. Uh, Appreciate it. Next up, we had the Eagles versus Cards, a twenty to seventeen finish, and honestly, it was kind of a it was a pretty ugly game. Um, Kyler Murray for two fifty yards, one TD. Hurts with two rushing touchdowns. Actually, uh, fun fact: he's actually on pace to beat Lamar's Lamar Jackson's um, single rush attempts records. Is that crazy? Um, so let's see if he does it. Um, that actually ended because the Cardinals uh, was it. Who's their kicker? Do you happen to know who their kicker is? It, it wasn't Prater. It was the backup. Yeah, it was the backup. He com- yeah, he completely whiffed that kick. I mean, sorted it all the way to the right. It looked like someone just blew a fan. A gust of wind. Just yeah, wasn't wasn't there a Twitter video that was going around where someone was watching the game and took a fan and stood so next to the TV and the football went off to that side the fan was blowing yeah. insane uh and of course third uh well, sunday evening we were graced with the bengals versus ravens which was another defensive uh, a pretty ugly game in its own right um andrews of course getting getting his mar jackson missing two wide open players i still got the dub in our dynasty league though so i'm okay <laughs> um and of course we ended that with Ended the week on Monday. Yes, uh, shoot, yeah, yesterday, with the Chiefs versus the Raiders, uh, which I mean, still to me, I thought was an unbelievable game. Kelsey catching four freaking touchdowns. I mean, bonkers. I I said it. What was it? Two weeks ago. The key to defeating the Chiefs is to stopping Travis Kelsey. The Raiders failed at that, and they lost by one point. Like. Put three guys on him if you have to. Make the Chiefs use their other pass catchers. Make them do it. I feel like the best, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the best comp for the Chiefs in uh, in basketball would be the Golden State Warriors. It's just, if you're, even if you're not an avid football watcher, I feel like they're just fun to watch. Like you just, it's just magic on the field. Yeah, Mahomes has that magic to him. I mean, really. Uh, fun, here's another little fun uh, doozy. I actually was part of a 
Madden League online league with about it was uh, shoot, six, eight other dudes actually, nine other dudes because it was ten teams. Um, I went all the way to the finals using oh, who was the Alex Smith? I was the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> and I went all the way to the Super Bowl with Alex Smith passing to Travis Kelsey. It was disgusting. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. He was actually the MVP of that year, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so back into the actual football, we're moving on to Steven hosting the Hype Train. Steven, what you got? Yeah, so another new segment that we're going to introduce this week, Hype Train nod to one of my nicknames uh, sts fun train so yeah so this is basically just talking about players who have had recent success starting to have some hype around them and whether or not we believe that hype so we'll have one person who we are on the hype train and one person who we want to hop off of that hype train so i'll go ahead and start and the player who train I am jumping on is Josh Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs is running back five on the year, averaging just under 18 points a game um, in Yahoo. And honestly, it's just the eye test. Yes, extreme recency bias plays into this. If you watched last night's game, you saw Jacobs just run all over the Chiefs, and he just he just looks so good. Um, and this is Agreed. a guy who I think – most fantasy players were pretty low on going into drafts this season. I want to say he dropped, uh, I don't know, rounds like six through eight in, in a lot of drafts. And, uh, I mean, I don't think that there's any debate that he's a running back one at going forward. Things could change, but I think for now the, the agreement would be he is a running back one that you're setting and forgetting in your lineup. Um, so, yeah, give me Josh Jacobs right now. Um, let me say I'm not jumping off of the hype train, but I'm definitely not getting on the hype train quite yet for Geno Smith, who, let me give him his credit, QB7 on the year, averaging just under 20 points a game, um, which is pretty impressive, the kind of quarterback that you are comfortable locking into your lineup each week. But again, I don't trust the Seahawks and... I just don't know if it's going to be sustained success. So again, for that reason, hopping off the hype train for Gino, I do, with that said, I do wish him all the best and hope it continues, but just not ready to get on that hype train yet. Scott, what about you? Yeah, for me, I am hopping on the Brees Hall hype train. Uh, in fact, I jumped on it last week when I made a trade for him with Charlie. Uh, and so I actually got to play him this past week. Uh, since week two, he has had a solid floor of 12 fantasy points, uh, culminating in this past week with 26.7 in half-point PPR. Uh, it is clear that he has taken over that backfield from Michael Carter. Michael Carter is nothing more than a vulture at this point. Uh, he did still two rushing touchdowns from him last game after Brees made huge plays and got the team to the one yard line. Uh, so if he can just get that one extra yard and get in the end zone, Michael Carter can pretty much be written off as irrelevant. Um, I'm very happy that I have him. And uh, yeah, I, you know, we all hit on the jets to begin with, but uh, they've got some things working for them in their offense. And Brees hall is definitely one of those things. Uh, so if you can get you some Brees hall stock, 
do it. It might be too late now. I am jumping off the Michael Pittman hype train. And let me tell you, going into the season, Michael Pittman was one of the wide receivers I was targeting in absolutely every league. I wanted him in our dynasty league. I wanted him in every single redraft league. And unfortunately at the time I didn't get him in any league. And uh, I say, unfortunately at the time, cause it's fortunate now um, besides week one, when he put up 22.6 fantasy points, his best week has been 11.2. And if that's a guy that you drafted as your wide receiver one, uh, you're probably not in a great place right now. And it's not entirely his fault. The Colts offense as a whole has just been terrible. Uh, As we alluded to earlier, Thursday night was the battle of arguably the two worst offenses in the league between the Broncos and the Colts uh, resulting in zero touchdowns. Um, I, until they can turn it around until they get that run game going with Jonathan Taylor and and start opening things up more with the offense. I am off the Pittman hype train. Uh, You should not be starting him in your lineups. uh, If you've got, you know, other options. Yeah, I get it if he's your only wide receiver option, but I would not feel comfortable, you know, counting on 10 points for him per week going forward as you typically should from your wide receiver one, wide receiver two. MJ? I am actually um, referring back to episode one with my breakout players of the season. I am have been on the hype train and will continue being on the hype train for Ramon J. Stevenson. Listen, the kid, the narrative is just the NFL gods have placed this opportunity in front of him. And he came to show up and play uh, for the Patriots this week. And I mean, as Zappy continues to get these reps, they're just going to be continuing playing smart football. And smart football is no turnovers, right? I'll, yeah, he got an interception, Zappy did. But Ramondre is going to get the bulk of this work. And I think this is where he continues just to solidify himself as the primary back of the Patriots, which is unheard of in my entire lifetime of knowing the new England Patriots and their committees. So hop on that train, everybody. I'm hopping off the Mike Thomas train. And man, I I mean, after two years of no football, like he came off to the hot start. I mean, 20 fantasy points, 15 fantasy points, 7.4 fantasy points. And, since then, he's just injuries have just started picking up hamstring now foot. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if his body's going to be continue to be up to speed anymore. And uh, until he proves otherwise of these tough matchups, I'm, I'm off it. I'm completely off of it. All right. Yeah. This is a uh, fun, fun to, to talk about and interested to see where our, hype trains move forward in the future and we'll uh, we'll definitely circle back in a couple of weeks to see uh, if the hype was real or not and with that we'll turn it over to mj with on the clock oh yeah baby so i have some pretty good questions for us steven uh, i'm going to start with you let me go ahead and pull up our clock Let's do it i don't think this will be that difficult so yeah give you the whole 30 seconds steven which potential breakout running back do you want between Ramondre Stevenson and KW3? That is Kenneth Walker the third. I'll give you a second and go. 
in a shocking turn of events, I think I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker the third. You guys know that it takes a lot for rookies to win me over, but Rashad Penny is sadly down for the season. I think Walker is going to run with this opportunity in Seattle and Damian Harris is going to come back for the Patriots. So give me Kenneth Walker with the Seahawks. Is he good enough to warrant a trade for, let's say, I don't know. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Brown. Oh, oh, wow. So you agree. Okay, great. Um, Scott, Scott, I have a, I have a, a decent one for you. I'll actually, I kind of want to give, you might need less, uh, I don't know. This is unpredictable. I'm actually going to give you 45 seconds for this one. Okay. Really question in theory, Scott, realistically, where do the Broncos finish with an inadequate coach coach coach? in Nathaniel Hackett and an injured, a now injured Russell Wilson. Go. That's a great question, MJ. So going into the season, they were one of my AFC playoff teams. Uh, I definitely do not see them making the playoffs at this point. Um, Where do they finish overall? I see the Raiders turning it around a little bit. um, And I think the Raiders will finish above them. So right now, you know, with the eye test alone, with the injury to uh-huh. Russell Wilson, with terrible coaching decisions, I see the Broncos finishing last in the AFC West. Um, I don't think they'll be the worst team entirely in the AFC, but they'll be uh, probably bottom three or four. Okay, great, awesome, awesome, awesome answers, you guys. And I, if any of our listeners have any thought-provoking questions that they want to submit for us, go ahead. I mean, I think that's one of the things I want from on the clock. It's it's putting our you know, our knowledge, our gung-ho to the test, really. Are we actually paying attention uh, to the season, to these teams? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's 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 what unclock, on the clock tests. Drop a comment, um, shoot us a text, tell us we're crazy, we want to hear it. Um, and of course, up next, we got Scott hosting MFK. Scott, what you got? All right, this week, uh, my MFK is probably not a super difficult order for you guys to put these players in but i wanted to do something fun so i picked players with names that are similar or exact to pieces or parts of the classic board game clue (laughs) so the first player is Brees hall named after of course the uh the hall room in the game uh we have dontrell hilliard not to be confused with the billiard room Oh and my, my main man, Colonel Mustard, Raheem <gasps> Mostert, all three are running backs that got a touchdown this past week. So MFK, my clue players. <sighs> you mind if I start this off, Steven? Please do. Okay, great. I am absolutely marrying Brees. Easy. That's easy. That's easy, easy peasy. Um, I will have to say, who is your second option, Scott? I'm sorry. It's Dontrell Hilliard. Hilliard. I actually will have to kill Hilliard. I think e- even though the potential injury risk to Derrick Henry, I think he's just been looking stellar and he's actually getting a goal line work. Now, Hilliard did get a, it was a rever- like a fake sw- uh, sweep, sweep pass to, um, to Derrick Henry. And he got that uh, fake fade to him, a uh, passing touchdown. But I will have to kill him because I believe in the upside of Mostert. Uh, so I'm going to feel with this little this rising upside with him and i mean i think chase edmonds had four attempts 
uh, this past weekend, I'll have to field trades for him. Steven? Yeah, for me, I have to unfortunately differ a little bit. I'm going to marry Raheem Mostert. Okay. I am going off of team talent. Two is going to come back. That offense is going to be one of the best in the league. And if you look at their upcoming schedule, they're playing a lot of teams who are not great against the run. I think Mostert is about to feast. So I'm going to marry Mostert, feed Brees Hall. Again, if we're talking individual talent, Brees Hall is obviously the guy over Mostert. But as I said on one of our first episodes, J-E-T-S, Jets. Don't trust them. Don't trust the team. So I want to sell Brees Hall when he's high. And yeah, give me uh, give me Mostert over, over Hall, which of course leaves killing Hilliard, which I don't think is really any kind of debate. He's back up running back on a mediocre team, though first in their division. But, uh, but yeah. I am shocked. Uh, I thought this was a no-brainer. I 100% agree with MJ that it should be Mary Brees, Phil Raheem, and kill Dontrell. I, I like Steven's points, but the fact that Steven didn't talk about Mostert's injury history and he's like the biggest on that being the differentiator for players uh, – I think that's a huge differentiator for me in this one, especially Um, both Brees and Raheem made it clear that they are their teams running back one. Now both supplanting the guy that was the RB one in Carter and Edmonds respectively. Uh, Yeah. I've already hit on Brees with my hype train. Um, The jets are clearly better than several teams in the league, including the Broncos. Obviously Uh, I think, Mm -hmm. The Brees Hall hype is real. Um, he'll continue to be productive for you. But if you have Brees or Raheem, I would feel comfortable starting them uh, in your lineup, either as your RB2 or your flex going forward until we see otherwise. Uh, Dontrell, unless Henry goes down, you should not be started in any league. Um, he is viable to start if Henry does go down with an injury for sure. Great. Um, I think I'm actually going to go ahead and go next. Um, and I listen, I know you guys hate when I I do some that are a little off the wall, okay? But that, <laughs> this, is, this is some rookie and fill-in quarterbacks, okay? You guys already know who exactly I'm going to say. But okay. I'll start off with probably potentially your Mary, but we'll see. Kenny Pickett. The fill-in for the Dolphins this past weekend, third stringer, Skylar Thompson. And the fill-in over at the Patriots, Bailey Zappi. MJ, you really just exceeded expectations when I thought you were going to say off the wall. I wasn't expecting this hodgepodge, motley crew of <laughs> choices. Hey, listen, I you got to... <laughs> We, we got to think here. I mean, I, at least they're in a dynasty kind of aspect. I think this uh, this makes a pretty big impact in the future. I was going to say, are we putting context around it or just? I guess, yeah. Let's put some context around it. How about let's put uh, let's wrap this MFK, mine specifically, dynasty related. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that, that definitely makes it a, a little palatable. Easier. Yeah, <laughs> more, more palatable. Um, I'll marry Kenny Pickett. Okay. Uh, Phil trades for Bailey Zapp. Zappy, Zap, which one is it? Zappy, Zappy, and uh, and kill Skylar Thompson, who I had not heard of until 
four days ago. So obviously Kenny Pickett is supposedly the future of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, only quarterback drafted in the first round of the 2022 draft. So that's significant. Bailey Zappi. If, if honestly, if the question was just right now, who would I start next week? I think I may take Bailey Zappi just because he seemed pretty consistent. Doesn't make mm-hmm. a ton of mistakes, but, uh, but yeah, dynasty pickets got the job. Zappy's not going to overtake Mac Jones. So, yeah, so Mary, Mary Pickett filled Zappy and Kill Thompson. Okay. In a rare situation, I actually agree with Steven here, uh, especially for Dynasty. I'm marrying Pickett, filling trades for Zappy, and killing Thompson. Um, I did know who Thompson was before four days ago, but he's behind. Uh, Bridgewater and Tua, who neither one uh, should have long-term injuries and should be back pretty soon. Um, so I think Thompson's going to become really irrelevant really quickly. Um, Zappe might be around a little bit longer, uh, but Pickett, he's already starting for the Steelers. He's their new guy. Um, I think you have to marry him no matter what format you're in. And I think besides what Steven mentioned, like besides this upcoming week, I think the order remains the same for redraft leagues too. I'd rather have Pickett than Zappy than Thompson mm-hmm. this upcoming week, maybe Zappy over Pickett. But if you're in that situation where you're starting one of those two guys, you've got to be in like a 16 team league or a <laughs> super flex where there's just nobody else available. And sorry if you're in that situation, MJ. Yeah. And a very uh, rare turn of events, I guess uh, what I like most about my obscure MFKs is that bring us, brings us all together. I'll have to agree with the both of you guys. Um, <laughs> what I really look, what I really like about Kenny Pickett is in, I believe, was this his second career start? Yep. Um, his second start, fifty-two attempts. Who would who would give fifty-two attempts to a rookie QB? You know what I'm saying? I mean, the even the, lo- the Buffalo Bills by a gajillion. Yeah, but I mean, I do have to say, like, I mean, they're giving him a ton of volume, which I love. I love, I love, I love because he's he's being tested against a great defense um, early early in his career already. Who's a, a guy who's a little bit older for a quarterback, right? Um, I'll have to field trades for Bailey Zappi. I think he's looked great under pressure under a pretty good team, um, and I think he's I think he's going to be a great backup QB in the future. And he he processes things fast. He moves through his his progression. So I like the kid. I'm going to be fielding trades for him, and then kill Skyler the seventh round pick from Kansas state. Um, unless he puts up a, a decent look uh, if Teddy has to sit out again, but who knows? I mean, one, once again, another pivotal, pivotal moment in our, our group where we all three agree. <laughs> and sorry, one like correction to- by me, it was uh, actually Kenny Pickett's first start last week. So that oh, was, okay. That Excuse was, me. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. He came yeah, in. He came in. Couple two weeks, weeks ago, oh, right? Okay. And one thing I was going to say two weeks ago, uh, one thing I didn't like what I saw out of Pickett is that he vultured two touchdowns from Najee Harris, which as True. a dynasty Najee Harris owner, no bueno. Don't like that at all. So hopefully they protect the, their future quarterback and start handing the ball off on the one-yard line instead of letting their rookie sneak the ball in. Don't like that Scott at maybe all. maybe overuses the word vulture anytime his – 
team does not. Oh, yeah, 100%. When my, when my fantasy player does all the work and gets the ball down to the one-yard line and any other fantasy player takes it in from the one-yard line, they 100% <laughs> vultured my fantasy player. 100%. doesn't matter who it is. Your player Calvin can be Cook. on the bench for an entire half, and if someone else scores, you're going to say it's a vulture. Dalvin Cook vultured Justin Jefferson twice this week by that's, getting that's two this, touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, okay, so Jefferson. point proven. Thank you. Like, listen, if Jefferson <laughs> would have just completed the play, he would have got the TD, right? I would trust Dalvin Cook on the goal line. Come on. All right, so let Jefferson do an end around, man. Give the man uh, his points. He did that last week. Do it again. It worked. Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, I think uh, Scott is it? Oh, I'm sorry, Steven. Steven, yeah. what you got for us, man? Last but not least, I'm going to actually give us some sexy options to choose from. Going to go with three receivers chosen in the first, maybe early second round of fantasy drafts this year. We got Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, and Justin Jefferson. Uh. I mean, is it easy? No, but, <laughs> but uh, Scott, I'll take this first if you don't mind. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to marry Cup, and it's 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 an easy decision to do that. I just think. That offensive line is horrid, and all Stafford's going to do is, like he did with Calvin Johnson, it's air it out to Cup, and Cup is eating. I, I mean, the man is matchup proof. The guy's matchup proof. He's going to get you 20 plus points consistently every week, and I'm so upset I skipped out on him. <sighs> Other than that, it does make it a little bit difficult between Diggs and Jefferson. I, I'll have to. Kill Jefferson. And hey. that might, I'll have to kill Jefferson because I think Diggs is just going to continue getting the volume because I feel I feel like Diggs is matchup proof as well. And from what I've seen in the early parts of the season, although like I said, it could be potentially just an offense, you know, woes, just trying to get adjusted to it. I just I don't think Jefferson is matchup proof yet. I don't think he's yet. So I'll have to kill Jefferson and field trades for dicks well i'm obviously going to disagree with that a little bit because you know how much i love justin jefferson uh unfortunately kills me to say this but i have to marry cup uh he has a floor <laughs> of 14.4 fantasy points this week that was his worst week and if that's your why was your one's worst week that's a pretty good uh amount of points to have um News flash to defenses if you can figure out a way to stop cooper cup you can stop the rams just like the chiefs and Kelsey. So why don't we start scheming some defensive plans hmm. to stop Cooper cup and the Rams will become irrelevant. Uh, I'm going to fill trades for Justin Jefferson. Dude's a beast. I still think athletically speaking, he's the best wide receiver in the league. Um, clearly he had two bad matchups early on weeks, two and three uh, with the cornerbacks that he faced off against, but he has recovered in the last couple of weeks and looked really good. My issue. And the, I think the differentiator for me between Jefferson and Diggs is the bills get up so quickly and so many points on teams that they then just rest their starters for a quarter or two. And 
if Diggs is resting, he can't get you fancy points. Whereas the Vikings are going to be in a lot of games. I think there's going to be more shootouts with the Vikings in games than with the Bills. And for that reason, I think Jefferson will garnish you more fancy points on a week-to-week basis and should finish with more fancy points at the end of the year than Diggs. Man, I but I just feel like teams are actually doing what they what you're saying to do against Cup against Jefferson. Of course, he has his breakout, but his his silent games, he's been double, single covered, and triple covered on several. Yeah, plays. I don't think it's any secret these guys aren't any any better than they were the year before, and I think so. All teams teams are coming into games scheming against these players, so it's no surprise. For sure, Jefferson's highs are higher than the other twos, but his lows are going to be lower than the other twos. Um, I I wouldn't go as far as to say he's boomer bust because he's had a week of 35 points, two weeks of 24 plus, and then he had a week where he got 2.9. Like, I like the upside though for my wide receiver one. Let me get a guy that, that can give me, you know, 25 plus in a week. Yeah, I, I definitely not agreeing that his ceiling is higher than Cooper Cups just based off of history but based on the that, first five weeks it is he has a 35 point week cooper cup does not cooper cup hasn't gotten above 30 yet has he uh no, i want to he say hasn't i his high is 26.3 and that was against atlanta uh arguably the easiest defense they've faced so far in week two so okay, well i guess regardless if we're talking averages cooper cup has the edge i fortunately have to agree with scott i'm going to marry cooper cup Killed Justin Jefferson and killed Diggs. Um, I do want to point out that the stats between Diggs and Jefferson are extremely close. Jefferson, 55 targets versus 52 for Diggs. 40 receptions for Jefferson versus 39 for Diggs. Differentiator is that Diggs have five touchdowns versus Jefferson's two, which is why he is ahead of Jefferson on the season. That's because Dalvin Cook keeps faltering Jefferson. Okay, again, it makes no sense for a wide receiver to be vultured by a running back. Anyways, I think, again, Scott showed his little bias here, but I do think that Jefferson has a higher ceiling than Diggs. Definitely not agreeing that he has a higher ceiling than Cooper Cup. Um, I'm not ready to say I told you so yet, but obviously it's possible that the wide receiver one from last year can repeat as the wide receiver one this year. We have a lot of season to go, so I'm not going to die on that hill yet, but um, I'm uh, obviously, I think we all know the the talent that Cooper Cup has. So um, excited for what's to come there. But uh, but yeah, glad glad we could have some agreement. And let's go ahead and turn it over to Juke Box, uh, fun segment that we have every week. Juke. Gonna give Scott and MJ couple of songs that are hot hits right now um and uh kind of based off of the songs see what uh say what they think about these situations um so we'll start with mj uh mj the song is sunroof by nikki your and daisy okay um, good good chance you haven't heard of the song but i'm sure if you actually heard the tune you would recognize it it's uh Super popular on TikTok, which I know Scott's not on, but yeah, um, I'm not on either. <laughs> um, uh, like I said, it's, it's it's pretty popular right now. Okay, uh, but uh, a fun, catchy, happy song. Um, in the song, they say, "I got my head out my sunroof. I'm blasting my favorite tunes." 
Um, again, just a feel-good song. So who's a player that just makes you happy, both from a fantasy perspective and just real-life interactions that you see from that player? So in other words, a real good fantasy player and a real good guy. Wow. Uh, dang, really good fantasy player and a really good guy. Uh, Austin Eckler. All right, yeah, that's a great Um, choice. That pops in my head just because he – what he is actually really supportive of fantasy football and yes, he loves so. it. He feels like it's, it's one of the many facets that in which it, it, it gets to expand uh, the, I mean, the world of NFL and football and to, you know, the minds of people. I, it just, he's such a kind guy, really humble and he does great things. He makes me smile. Austin Eckler. Honestly, a perfect, perfect example. I love it. Thank you. Scott, your song is Vegas which is, I think, a little more popular overall. Vegas is by Doja Cat, and it's from the original motion picture soundtrack of Elvis. A great movie for those who haven't seen. So take a watch, take a listen if you haven't seen it. Um, so, of course, Scott, fresh on our minds from Monday Night Football, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders played the Kansas City Chiefs. But who are – let me rephrase. Which two Raiders – outside of Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, which you prefer to have on your team? Oh, um, that is tough. Uh, can I say Daniel Carlson as yeah, one of those? Absolutely. Uh, I think I think he's been the best kicker this year. So if you play with kickers, uh, he's a no-doubt starter every week. Um, wish I had him in a league because it would make my kicking decisions a lot easier. Um, man, Derek Carr, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Matt Collins. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning to Holland just for his deep threat ability. Um, I mean, Renfro's been hurt, Waller's hurt now. Um, don't know if, if either one of them are you know going to be 100% healthy, uh, here this week or you know when in the near future. So, uh, I think I think I'm gonna go Hollins. Um, I think he's becoming uh, not obviously the favorite target of Carr because that's Adams, but a go-to target of Carr. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Hollins and uh, Carlson. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely on uh, on on there with Carlson. I do think that Hollins is gonna be taking a backseat in the future once Renfro is kind of fully up to speed. He's you know, been a favorite target of Derek Carr in the past. And I think he's going to kind of take his spot back as that slot receiver that can create space and get open. But, uh, but yeah, obviously, I mean, I test Mac Hollins looks great, so don't hate it at all. And, uh, and yeah, so great, great options there, guys. Let's wrap it up with fantasy flash. All right. Our week five recap of fantasy flash. So for the Thursday night game, the, debate was between Sutton or Pittman for most targets and Sutton won that battle. Uh, our guest Charlie got it right. And Steven MJ and I all got it wrong. Uh, for Sunday, we picked the Eagles versus Cardinals. We had Hertz and Murray with a over under of 4.5 touchdowns between them. Uh, Charlie and I got it right with under and Steven MJ got it wrong. And then Monday night we had, more fancy points, Kelsey and Adams. And man, did they 
both get a bunch of points, but Kelsey uh, with his four touchdowns slightly edged out Adams. So Steven and Charlie got it right, and MJ and I got it wrong. So our guests, Charlie, shout out, 3-0 and for the week, MJ 0-3, and our new standings are MJ in first at 7-5, and Steven in second at 6-6, six and six, and I'm in third at 5-7. and seven. So it's only a two-game or a two-point split now between me and MJ and uh, Charlie starting our guests out to an awesome 3-0 and record. Gosh, so, uh, the guests are going to be undefeated. I, the, the guests are just going to destroy us at this. It's Yeah. All right. So this week, Thursday Night Football, uh, Wolf, Commanders versus Bears. Oh, so I please be easy on me. I went with an over-under <laughs> here. So the okay. over-under is 2.5 total rushing touchdowns. I'll take the under. I'll take the under as well, actually. <sighs> Man, I was going to go right. under. Sorry, uh, I just... Yeah, th- across the board, three unders. Uh, Sunday, how could I not pick this matchup? My Cowboys versus the Eagles, Sunday night football. What a matchup. More passing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts or the Cowboys starting quarterback, whether that be Dak or Cooper Rush. More passing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. I'm going Cowboys starter for passing touchdowns. Cowboys starter. Let's let's ride. Uh, Monday night football. Speaking of let's ride, uh, or let's at least try and stay on the horse. Broncos versus Chargers. More receiving yards. Jerry Judy or Mike Williams? I'm going Mikey. Mikey Williams. I'm going to go Judy on this one. Well, I was hoping to be different, but I'm going to go Mike Williams for sure. All right. Come to the There you have it, our fantasy flash for week eight. Back to MJ to wrap us up. Okay, great. And uh, thank you guys for an awesome bunch of segments, awesome jukebox, wonderful fantasy flash. And I think the biggest takeaway we can, that we can get from this week of NFL football is how serious the NFL is starting to take concussions. Although I do feel like this is a continuing issue. I, I just, I don't know if it's just the fact that it's just billionaires, you, it's, you know, the fact that it's a business and people just don't quite take into consideration that these, that these players are human, right? Um, they have feelings just like Austin Eckler, who I see that guy play. I see that guy talk. He makes me smile, makes me happy. Um, but I just want to wish a big thank you again to everyone who continues to listen to us, to support us. If we can do anything, um, in terms of questions or ways to continue to entertain you, if you have any ideas, please hit one of the three of us up. We'd love to uh, do that for you. And as always, I just want to say thank you. Um, Steven. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know, uh, if you want us to give you a shout out. Happy birthday, shout out, happy holidays, anything you want to talk about, <laughs> give us some feedback. We'll uh, we'll be happy to dive in. Scott? Yeah, don't forget like a happy anniversary shout out either. Just let us know what you want. We'll, uh, we'll give you a shout out. But appreciate the listens, guys. Um, and uh, we'll see you again next week. And as always, we're What's Your Fantasy? Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you guys next time. Sweet, sweet fantasy, baby.